0: earbud media audio for everyone uh hi i'm shayna and i'm bryce and this is
1: charmed us
2: spell, spell, spell. Cast. <laughs>
0: the witches with the really nice hair and a penchant for 90s style and kicking ass and taking names when names are worthwhile and knowing how to fight like girls in this patriarchal demon infested world We're never gonna get this right it's
2: very hard when we're doing it over the phone because I, I can't see your mouth and i feel like that cue that visual cue helps me know what to do
0: oh man okay well once we get back into the studio it's all over <laughs> we're yep it's all over everyone <laughs> i what i meant to say is it's over for you gals but um no you nailed it, <laughs> or it. could just be it's all over it is it's, that's it um, okay, hello. We're here. I'm queer. Bryce is an ally, <laughs> and today on the podcast, we are tired and also wired. And oh God, it's a—it's uh, really been a—it's been a good two weeks, folks. And yeah. By, by good two weeks, I mean it's been an enormous two weeks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They've been very long two weeks. So much has happened. I cannot possibly recount all of it, but um, one thing that I will say is that what the heck—that's what I have to say. Sucinct. Help! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I try. Um, I try to keep it concise. You know, uh, poetry is supposed to be saying things in a the most concise way possible, like condensing huge feelings into a few words um and i really i don't find any phrase more poetic than what the heck help help (laughs) it speaks volumes yeah i think that condenses just about everything i'm feeling right now um how are how are you bryce
2: i'm i'm doing okay i'm getting by i'm making a lot of food that i haven't been able to make in the years that i've moved to new york just because I have more time now, so I can like sit down and wrap fifty dumplings by hand, which I did this weekend, Ugh. and I was very happy to um, I want those dumplings. <laughs> I'll airlift them to you. Um, and then uh, I also wanted to say, I might be off by my dates, but Happy Passover. Yes, you're correct. I Tonight nailed is it. The first night of Passover. And by the time you, you listen to this, if you listen on the day that we release, it'll still be so it will still be Passover and it will
0: probably be um, the day before I do my, my virtual Seder. Oh, very, very excited about it. Oh, Bryce, do you want to come to a virtual Seder? I'd be happy to. Excellent. Uh, We're going to be going through the four questions, um, which honestly, actually what I should say is we're, so the central question that is asked in Passover is, is why is this night different from all other nights? And, um, We have a series of answers that has to do with we're reminding ourselves of when we were enslaved in Egypt and to never forget that, to always remember the oppression that our people were under. And you do so as a way to remind yourself never to take what you have for granted and also to always help those that you can, Mm. Um, which is great. Passover is my favorite holiday, by the way. But uh, we're going to be on this virtual Seder making a lot of dad jokes Mm -hmm. um, concerning why is this night different from all other nights? Why is this (laughs) Passover different from all other Passovers? And also uh, lots of jokes about the plague happening, I'm sure. It's just, it's all going to happen. And then uh, we're going to watch the Rugrats Passover episode. Oh man,
2: I'm so grateful that you've invited me
0: of course live on air just like a proposal
2: <laughs> oh my gosh um yep yeah, that's it's real life friendship you're seeing right now in real time no it's not you, it's real re- time it's reported but for me <laughs> it was real time um wow exciting i also had to say that when you were talking about how you remember the fact that you were oppressed and you try to like remember all of that history i thought about that song from crazy ex-girlfriend where the main character is jewish where her mom comes to visit and her mom has this big bombastic ballad that's called remember that our people have suffered
0: oh my god
2: <laughs> i still haven't seen the show and i really really need to oh, you would love it it speaks to so many of the things that i think resonate with you uh you're you're completely correct i know that there is a bisexual
0: character Mm -hmm. that sings a song about being bi Mm -hmm. and
1: uh
2: he's getting by by, and i know that the lead is jewish and honestly that's all i need to know yeah and there's a lot in there as well in the later seasons about like mental health friendship family it's good stuff
0: okay well as soon as i uh wrestle myself away from revisiting top chef (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for no reason it's it's merely a comfort show there's there's nothing really to be gained from rewatching it but um i think i'm gonna have to start crazy
2: ex-girlfriend fair and you should never have to explain why or for what reason you were watching top chef again thank you i appreciate you bryce wow real live oh. on air you heard it she can't take it back
0: <laughs> you heard it here first folks we love each other
2: well. Oh wow! Oh no! <laughs> um, um, yes. Okay.
0: Sorry. Go on. Okay. So yeah, happy pa- Passover, happy Pesach, or uh, Hag Pesach Samech, which I'm sure is going to sound really good with me trying to do the back of the throat pronunciation on this tiny mic. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but yes, to to everyone out there, all all the Jews, all the friends of Jews. And, um, that should be everyone. (laughs) Ah, so, uh, you got some, you got some manner keeping to do? Mm. Me? Oh,
2: specifically me? Specifically you, (laughs) yes. Oh, um, you know, things are fine. I'm getting by. Um, I, there are things that are not as great as they once were, but that's okay. Because other things are still fine and I have you, and I have my friends, and I have my sanity and my health, and that's all that I really need for now. And I do want to, for my manner keeping, share one fun thing that I've started to do these past couple weeks, which is I've started to investigate the world of core power yoga. This is not an ad, but... (laughs) Sponsor us, please core power somebody. yoga <laughs> somebody please give us money um core power yoga is what i would say is the soul cycle of yoga studios i've never been to one i've also never been to a soul cycle so this was like my first introduction to the world of like cult exercise oh my and during this coronavirus situation they've released a bunch of their free workout videos or a bunch of their workout videos for free online and i was like oh I'm going to do core power yoga for the first time and I've been doing it for the past week and I just have to say that the energy that these instructors are exuding is exactly the energy that the um if you've ever seen Legally Blonde the musical the the um the the uh workout instructor I forgot her name but that's the kind of level and like resonating frequency that every one of these instructors are on which is to say that I do not think that they're real people um, I am certain that their hearts will burst within probably the next five years, and I am so grateful to be able to witness firsthand this extraordinary phenomenon. Wow. So
0: you're taking core power yoga as an anthropological kind of study,
2: um, is what I'm hearing. I guess I guess we're going to have to, to classify it as, as that cultural anthropology by bryce wong yeah and it builds up a nice good sweat yeah exactly and
0: uh yeah have you have you been finding your energy levels are increasing
2: um no i think that (laughs) (laughs) the day i know the day that i will be for certain that I will be sure for certain that I've converted to the cult of exercise is when the instructor on this pre-recorded video will shout out, uh, can I get a woohoo? Let me hear you. The day I know that I will have converted is when I shout back (laughs) woohoo.
0: I think it's closer than you think. (laughs) Don't say it. Okay, I won't. I take it back. It's far, far away. Limit does not exist.
2: Wow, math. She's so
1: smart.
0: The edge does not exist either. Um, Okay. Well, I'm very glad to hear that you are able to find things that you are very grateful for and keeping yourself exercising, which is something I'm having trouble doing. But I look up to you and uh, someday I shall move my butt.
2: Oh, shucks.
0: Someday I too will wiggle my butt. (laughs) That's yoga, right?
2: is yoga you did it
0: okay good oh man um okay there was sorry this just reminded me of something which was uh there was a, a a tweet going around about a writer making a hot take um and alleging that karen the name karen is now being used as a classist slur. Uh, um, <laughs> oh. Yes, which it's it's very much on the kind of uh, reverse racism train. Um, so that's that's fun. But what I would like to say is that the the exchange I saw, the thread I saw, was someone saying, "What class are you being like classist against?" And the answer to that was uh, Zumba class. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that gave me a good chuckle. So uh, I, I, en- I encourage somebody else to delve into this on your own free time, because I will not be saying any more about it. <laughs> um. Yes. Uh, Manor keeping. I don't have that much. Things are about as good as they could be right now, considering Um, I am also grateful to have you, Bryce. I am grateful to have friends that I can talk to on the phone. I am grateful to have a bed and to be able to be self-isolating as much as I possibly can. Um, Grateful to have those opportunities. And I am also angry Mm. uh, about many, many things that are happening right now including but not limited to uh, the United States coronavirus response from a federal level and which is you know not new from the last time we recorded. Um, and also uh, voter suppression that is taking advantage of a pandemic in order to cause harm to those who wish to express their right to choose who leads them. So, here, here, there, there, everywhere. Uh, I am extremely frustrated with so many things that are happening. But I am also always warmed and feel as though there is a bomb. Like, B-A-L-M, bomb. (laughs) Um, Anytime I do see calls for mutual aid, um, somebody setting up funds that they want to establish in order to create safety nets for those whom they know don't have them. And I really think that speaks to an ideal that was put into words so well in this past year, um, work to protect somebody you don't know, fight for someone you don't know. And so at least there's that, and I really appreciate it and it uh it gives me pause anytime someone says like ah humans suck and i'm like yeah you're right wait a minute though there are so many people trying to organize for people that they don't even know maybe not everyone sucks
2: wow so yeah that's beautiful
0: oh thank you i wish i wish these things didn't have to happen Mm -hmm. um but i i do really think that people are suddenly getting to learn who in their community has already been doing the work Mm -hmm. um, in order to support the most vulnerable Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: so it's it's really nice that the people who have been working to do that are getting spotlighted right now
2: yeah i think that tragic events will always befall human history and there will be a number of reasons that they could have been avoided, but if they do and when they do strike, it is good to recognize in that time what you can, which is that there are people who should be celebrated and who should be, um, as you say, like, recognized.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the the people I would like to recognize just right now are um, the Queen's Center for Gay Seniors, very much like to shout them out because they do a ton of work in checking in on the seniors of Jackson Heights and making sure that those who were relying on services that have now been canceled, like free meal pickups, are getting the support that they are entitled to from the government. And they're doing that in a lot of different ways, including online classes for seniors and led by seniors. They're doing that in phone call check-ins and things like that. And they're recruiting a whole lot of volunteers from a younger queer community. And it really heartens me to see that. And you're one of them. I am Now I am one of them, yes. I am a volunteer with them now. And I'm so
2: excited to be. Congrats. I'm so happy to hear about all these cool things that you're doing. Oh, thank you. It's uh, times, times like these,
0: times like these, when you see how much <laughs> needs to be done <laughs> and then you go, oh, maybe I can do one thing. Does this help? Ah, yeah. Um, and yes.
2: Yeah, I think, I, think I, I, what I meant, what I was trying to say earlier that I really, I don't know if I was able to communicate is that bad things happen. It's how you rise to the occasion that really matters after they start happening.
0: Definitely. Which I think you did communicate very oh. well.
2: Well, well, well. Oh, good well, for well, you. Well. Bryce.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so we hope we hope
0: everyone who is listening is is doing okay, as okay as you can be. And um, never hesitate to reach out to either one of us. We are not much help, but we do like talking about well, things that don't matter but that make us happy.
2: And you're about to hear another 40 minutes of that.
0: Woohoo! Okay, let's go! Okay. All right. Okay. Charmed. Season 2. Episode, episode 2.
2: 2. de, Duh. <laughs> Duh. Morality Bites. Um, yes, correct. Title. So
0: this... <laughs> Title? Morality Bites. So this was directed by John Baring and it was written by a duo well known to us chris levinson and zach estrin and it aired originally october 7th 1999 it's almost halloween oh shoot oh boy um so that's great fun stuff and uh uh should we should we
2: start out with our our three paths yeah should we
0: just go okay i yes, think we should do our three paths that.
2: and then we should do first takes like um overall takes of the, of the okay. episode and then we should dive in
0: that sounds great i love this look at us trying to be organized this time around because we forgot last time how to do that it's how you rise so, you know to the occasion yeah <laughs> it's how it's really what what tragedy can be measured in the strength of human connection can be measured in is how well do you podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I bet there are a bunch of new podcasts popping up right now. Oh, for sure. Oh, there is one, actually. Oh, that, yeah? Oh, okay. I'll say it very quickly, and I recommend it. It's Home Cooking. <gasps> um, did I already talk about this last time?
1: Maybe. Um,
0: I don't think so. Carry on. It's Home Cooking with Sami Nosrat and uh, oh. Rishikesh Hiraway, and it is um, beautiful it's lovely they are telling you how to use the things you already have in your pantry to make a beautiful and nourishing meal and i really appreciate it because i don't have a lot in my pantry because i'm trying to do stretching out two weeks of groceries
2: and um they're they're helping ah good suggestion wait i want to do my i I, before we forget before i forget i also do want to do my suggestion for the for the for the week uh, for the two weeks. Yeah,
0: oh yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, I recently read a book called Run Run Me to Earth or was it Run to Me Earth? Oh no, I've already forgotten. Uh, okay, so it's a book about um, the Laotian Civil War in the early six, 1960s and then it like lasts for maybe about 15 or 20 years um, and it's by mm-hmm. a guy named Paul Yoon and I read it for my um refugee book club oh it's run me to earth i read it for my uh highest book club and apparently the reason why one of our group members suggested it is because it's a very new book and the group member is like associates with the wife of the author and so they wow I I guess so and so they were talking and it's very hard nowadays like specifically these past couple of months for new books to get any like traction because nobody knows that they're coming out there's like it's very difficult to get that advertising to reach people and she wanted to support this guy so we all read his book and I want to support him as well so if you have time and you want to be sad run me to earth by Paul Yoon oh good I love being sad it's what we do best
0: it is is truly as a species really good at being sad um but we're also good at helping each other and supporting each other which your book club friend did
2: yeah but enough about new stuff and about stuff that we are telling you to watch next let's talk about old stuff that we already watched good yes i like that transition
0: okay so three three pathways Ha <laughs> sorry I just thought of, oh no we gotta cut this um, <laughs> uh, What is it? I just it? thought about the I thought about the joke where Anne Hathaway Anne Hathaway <laughs>
2: <laughs> who is uh, Shakespeare's wife um, anyway I think I will keep this I'll put it in at the end no! I'll put it as a bumper
0: <laughs> <laughs> where Anne Hathaway went in. okay good Glad to provide a bumper. Um, anyway, three pathways. Um, first, and foremost, no, not really. Just first, we have
2: Phoebe. Phoebe, yes, her struggle is pretty much the the center plot of this story. So Phoebe, Phoebe's pathway is that
0: she discovers. She premonitions she she premonishes kanish kanish um she <laughs> premonishes that she is being executed trial by fire um for some crime, and it feels extremely real to her, and so she then decides to with her sisters use a future spell to go check out what's happening so they can stop it and write what was wronged so that phoebe doesn't have to die and throughout this phoebe has a very interesting kind of transformation in which even though she knows it was her future self who did something heinous and not herself self um her present self she still takes responsibility for this crime because she feels that she deserves to atone for her sins and that she wants to protect other people from having to fall under the scrutiny that she has suddenly inflicted upon them by becoming a target for being a witch so she moves through this very interesting like kind of well the the phoebe that we know and love who is uh very peppy and very excited and optimistic uh into someone who suddenly extremely seriously considers all the consequences of her actions
2: Mm. yeah yeah it's i mean the arc that all three of these sisters takes i think is pretty drastic for this episode i agree it yeah there's some major changes major character
0: developments that happen all within this episode
2: yeah yeah For Prue's arc this episode, um, she was brought along on this journey to the future. And through seeing the path that her future self takes, we see her kind of grapple with the realization that she doesn't cultivate at least the path that she's on at the moment. She's not cultivating a lot of relationships. She's really very career oriented. And she's starting to realize like maybe that's not what she wants with her life. Like That could be a very unfulfilling future for her exactly. And she also she,
0: yeah, she also has very serious reckoning.
2: Yeah. And then let's do let's do Piper together. Piper! Ah, the heart and soul. I love Piper. <laughs> she Howell. was so like uh like sardonic and caustic this episode. I loved it.
0: Oh, she was. It was so good. I was so happy. She had so many good little acted moments. Uh, you know when you have you have moments in shows when you're like yes act it say that line (laughs) she had a lot of those this episode um but piper piper discovers that well i guess the thing that she's wrestling with in in the present is her romantic relationship with leo and that's something that
2: she also takes into the future Mm mm-hmm so we got a love storyline we got a storyline about career and then we also got a storyline about life death and what do you stand for my god this episode has it all it, this episode has it all okay i'm not gonna go into an impression of stefan um all right san francisco's <laughs> hottest nightclub. <laughs> uh so yeah okay uh big were we gonna say big takeaways yeah big takeaways Take it away,
0: Anne Hathaway. I have really mixed feelings about this episode, actually, Mm. Um, because I loved the storytelling that was happening, just like the structure of it. I thought was extremely compelling. I thought it worked so well in that they went with one really solid through line that was really engaging, that we didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't i didn't think it was predictable actually um in in most in most of the most of the time i didn't think it was predictable i thought it gave everyone their own kind of moments while still being a very focused story and i think i think it just worked really well because I was thinking in comparison to some of the episodes we see where they go from scene to scene to scene so quickly and you have no idea really what's going on. There's so much packed in. This one had a much stronger punch because all the transitions made sense. You didn't feel like you were missing anything and you were still interested in everyone's story.
2: Yeah. And then you said you were also conflicted about it? Oh, yes,
0: that's right. I am. Um, I also am extremely conflicted about it because as the title, Morality Bites might say, it's extremely concerned with ethics and morals and the big moral play that they were kind of going for was like a do unto others really, of like you have to treat people how you want to be treated and you can't be selfish because that person, whom you are selfish or like malicious toward, is going to turn around and someday trying to extinguish all of your kind. Um, and I know it was it, like it's a meta- it's a big old metaphor as many of these themes are in these episodes, but something really didn't sit right with me when the the blame is kind of turned on something that is so comparatively small but then escalates to a place of like scapegoating an entire basically what we would see is an entire class or race of people um, and so much of the language that was used by the evil man, the senator, um, or the the gov- gubernatorial candidate—I think it was. Um, it was all language that was extremely, like, reminiscent of kind of ethnic cleansing language speeches that were made in order to scapegoat Jews, um, and then mixed with language that was used to condemn homosexuality so the the kernel the real like the the core of it that didn't sit right with me was that these incredibly extreme actions and hate were essentially said to have an ability to be prevented simply by not annoying a person (laughs) yeah um
2: yeah so that
0: while i thought it was a very well constructed episode that really bothered me
2: oh yeah as a piece of entertainment this episode ticked all the boxes i was enjoying it it was a fun ride i was like imagining or like it stuck with me because I kept imagining like oh the future like I wonder about this I wonder about that which is like different from I feel most episodes like you were trying to get at but you're right like when it came down to the actual the actual like message of the episode I was a bit turned off and for me one of the main points that turned me off was not only the um the um you uh hold on I'm trying to trying to phrase it it's hard. It's
0: really hard because it's it's so complex.
2: Right, I, I think. I think what you said about it was like right head on the nail, like that is exactly the most pre- uh, pressing concern. And then for me as well, it also stuck out that they were saying that you can avoid it if you have one person stand up and take the and take the fall. Like I think that's what you were saying when you were saying scapegoat. And I was and mm-hmm. I was like. Okay, but it's not about her. It's not even about what she stands for. It's about this one guy having a vendetta.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And, ooh, it reminds me of something that is going on right now. Um, actually, a lot of this did, but, oh, man, we're about to get real deep, and we haven't even done the whole <laughs> recap. That's okay. Um,
2: we can probably skim through a lot of the recap anyway.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, as as many of us know, um, if we follow international news, um, the Prime Minister of the UK, Boris Johnson, is currently in the ICU um, because he tested positive for coronavirus, and obviously it's it's not a mild case, it's a very serious case. So, this is this is a person who stands for a lot of one one might say inhumane actions um, taken by a political party, um, and it is ironic right now that he is being cared for by the nurses and medical personnel whose wages he voted to. Actually, uh, suppress and biomedical service, the NHS national health services, which he and his party want to take away from from their constituents. So there is a lot of talk right now about not like, a lot of controversy or a lot of uh, argument about not wanting to wish ill upon anyone, right? You wouldn't want to, like, you would not wish uh, a deadly disease uh, upon anyone because that's just a terrible thing to do. Think of their family, think of their personhood. Um, And then the kind of counter to that is... Well, this, this person has not only wished ill upon people, he has actually made it near impossible for them to get the kind of care that he is getting right now. So it's this very complicated situation all about morality, ethics, vendettas, um, human rights, healthcare as a right, and it just reminded me of Phoebe's conundrum in this episode, which is that she kills someone who has brutalized a friend. She kills someone who is obviously, like, not a good person, um, to say the very least. Who has, yeah, really done an incredibly violent act towards someone. And yet, by the end of the episode, she feels such remorse and such Uh, oh shoot what would you say she feels such responsibility for what she's done that she decides she has to sacrifice herself
1: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah this is I feel like this language is often used a lot where people are like saying to be the better person as Mm -hmm. if you have to hold yourself to a higher standard than someone that you disagree with Which is, like, fair. I can see where that kind of philosophy comes from. But at the same time, I feel like it wasn't so much that she was holding herself to a higher standard. It was more that she was um, not being fair to herself, I think.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think she was not being fair to herself in order to make a point (laughs) in this episode. Yeah, Like... That's the only way that the the moral of this story could really hold any water, yeah, um and given given the times in which we you Bryce and me Shana in twenty twenty are watching this um a time in which many people who are calling for the the end to oppression by institution and by policy are also being asked to be civil and to take responsibility upon themselves for the things that are happening to them. It just feels like a really kind of tone-deaf episode, perhaps. Or maybe not, because there are a lot of people (laughs) who, like, don't agree with me.
2: Yeah. You know? I I mean... Uh, it's such delicate language because I can see the way that I'm talking. It might be taken out of context to be like, "Oh, I think that yeah, she should have killed him. Like she that is something that should be judged f- with a fair manner instead of the way that she judged it." And I'm not trying to say like, "Yes, death is fine if it's like meant for a good cause." Mm-hmm. I- I'm trying to say that there is often kind of this rhetoric that you the victims should stand up and take care of themselves they should be the better people they should be more like as you say civil um and i think that that is the unfair language
0: yeah completely no i i agree with you um and i think that the reason we're having such a hard time talking about it is because it's something that is currently going on right now and it's not resolved right right in our in our time there hasn't been a definitive answer and there is a lot of really inflammatory argument happening all the time because it is a situation of life and death
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that that's kind of what makes the solution to this episode so thorny because the solution basically is if phoebe gives herself up that will end the like tirade of hate that will cause this witch hunt to stop and that is a very black and white super naive way to view the situation because it is so much more complex and it has so many different things feeding into it about why people are against other people or why certain ideologies are held.
1: Mhm.
0: Absolutely. There's a tiny bit spoken to of like Phoebe advocating for herself by saying like you just fear what you don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but that is like immediately negated by the person who is making his run for governor off of the witch hunt being like oh you're not at all remorseful for killing a guy it's not a, it's not about your identity it's about you being a killer meanwhile he's trying to like expel all witches and <laughs> kill them all it's not it's not about your identity i uh, you know that i hate specifically
2: yeah uh, the the I don't know. She, I I know that she's trying to be a martyr and and prove to this guy like not all witches are bad. If I give myself up, if I turn myself mm-hmm. over, that will make him see the light. Which is, oh I don't know, flawed.
0: Which is what Melinda does. Which is what Melinda Warren did. So, Melinda Warren in the witches back episode, um, in season one she so when they like summon her to help them defeat matthew who Mm -hmm. emerged from this locket that she cursed him into the reason melinda warren decides to be burned at the stake is so that her daughter will not be under suspicion
2: oh yeah 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 i feel like that was more like uh um i mean she she didn't
0: she was like no, I didn't do anything wrong. Right. It was it was like Matthew was definitely the bad guy in this, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so it definitely like it was different from this episode. But Melinda also decides to be a more uncomplicated martyr. I would uh-huh. say.
2: I, s- um, I see the that... similar themes. Sorry, go on.
0: Yeah. Oh, just just in that like what she does has a singular purpose.
2: We've a lot of opinions about this episode.
0: Oh yeah. Very complicated. Um
2: I guess should we just pick out some highlights then instead? Yeah. I think I want to of... Oh for sure. We're like 4 5 oh, go... minutes in. Um Yeah. Okay, sorry. What? Go ahead oh okay the one thing that i want to pick out at the very beginning is that we open on the three sisters just having a like a classic morning at the house and they see some guy outside who is letting his dog poop on their front step which is like they're very upset about this because it's been multiple times that he's done it now so they use their magic um to pause him move the poop and then when they unpause him he steps into the poop again and it seems like a pretty uh, lighthearted opening scene. You're kind of like, oh, haha! Look at them using their magic, bonding. Um, but this is this is where it all takes off.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and the
0: the whole the whole thing is like that was the day that they started using magic for personal gain and for vengeance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just escalated from there, which is why Prue became so obsessed with. With money and with power and being successful. And it's why Phoebe had to be executed because she used it for vengeance. And Piper didn't really do anything (laughs) wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Piper's fine. You're doing great, honey. Piper. So before they go to the future, uh, Leo comes back. Leo! And he looks so cute. Oh, yeah. Um, This was like kind of... Sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, and he's so smiley and like, ah, they love each other. It's so cute. Um, But they have some stuff to figure out. And so there is kind of a question up in there that what are they going to, when are they going to have the time to talk? Because they're always off saving the world. Mm -hmm. And then when they're in the future, uh, Piper finds out that she and Leo had a daughter together but then they divorced because of this lack of communication that they always they always saved things for later and they never talked really about how they felt about each other having to go off and save the world and they
2: never really figured it out Mm -hmm. so leo comes to talk this is back in the past in the present time of the show And they have this quick conversation again about, oh, we'll just have our heavy discussion later on. And then Leo hears a call from White Lighter Central. And they tell him to to go into the attic, flip the pages to the future spell. So the sisters, who are still discussing Phoebe's premonition, because she flipped on the television screen, saw herself die. They're still discussing this when they go up and they see the book flipped to the future spell. And this is when they decide okay, we gotta go into the future to stop Phoebe's execution from happening.
0: Exactly. And so they do. And they all wake up in separate places. Um, Piper in the manor, still woken up by her daughter. And uh, Piper has this <laughs> fun haircut. Um, <laughs> it's just all like very curly and cute and like a very sensible blouse. Um, she is so it's very obvious that she's been a housewife and a mother um but you don't know what she does actually because she's they're divorced so we we're not sure
2: oh yeah we never get into that we never talk about her like future in terms of her passion and her career yeah all we all we know is that she her future self has told her daughter to
0: never use magic
2: oh yeah it was so so fun like with the characters trying to piece together the puzzle of who are they in the future mm-hmm. i love that i think that it seems like they
0: they all stayed true ish to the paths that they have been going on
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, only it became super accelerated so there wasn't actually any chance for personal development they just like
2: went extreme on the, <laughs> the
0: inclinations they were going toward
2: yeah yeah, it really, it, it was, it was, it's almost like their future selves were, like, turned up versions of all of their worst parts. Yeah, basically. Except for Piper. Piper's great. She can do no wrong. Again, there we go. We, we
0: don't really have a lot of information about her <laughs> other than having a kid and being divorced. And driving the same car.
2: There was a line, actually, in the episode where they're like, oh, we don't even know who we are at this time, let alone how we'll think. And that, like, really set me off on this path where I was like, my God, I don't... I mean, for sure, like, ninth grade Bryce does not even know who this present-day Bryce is and how I think so differently than I did in ninth grade. And just kept making me think about, like, we're all different people every year. That is very true. I've definitely, even today, just... Oh, man. Even today,
0: just from the news of, like, Bernie uh, dropping out, Mm -hmm. my reaction to that um, of, I will let you all know, it was devastation. But, you know, wasn't so far out of what we expected to happen in the last week. Um, But true devastation. And my reactions to everybody's, like, posts and things and comments on social media about it. My reaction right now, so different even from, like, what they would have been two years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I feel like such a different person. Um, or perhaps just a more ex- expanded version of myself. I'm like the uh, the evolution, I which is really truly the word that you should use, mm-hmm. evolving. But I was thinking about it in the terms of, like, Pokemon. Um, okay. Um, Yes. So we don't know how we'll think in the future, even five minutes from now. Um, let alone ten years. Yes. Our sense of selves are very fluid. Yes, indeed. But um but in ten years our skin will look exactly the same. <laughs> That's what I've learned from Charmed.
2: Oh yeah. Yes. Um so they they look great. They look better than ever. Uh uh kind Prue of. is blonde. <laughs>
0: Prue is very blonde, very bad wig.
2: And You can you can see her hairline in <laughs> oh, a few of yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. scenes. It's not great. She looks a little bit mm, with the dress. I don't know. You kind of get like weird, like washed out uh, pop star vibes. Definitely. The, the immediate thing
0: that came to mind for me was like Paris Hilton. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Or like Donatella Versace. <laughs> it was not great. Um, although i like paris hilton so whatever that's different different whatever it was it was the 2000s almost it was um, yeah
2: they were in 2009 this is the future the oh yeah they future. went into 2009 right after the great stock market crash oh just before they left oh yeah they they could not have predicted that well Anyway, not to get into that, but just before they left to go into the future, I remembered, um, uh, oh, Piper looked around and was like, hang on, what are we going to look like? All that vanquishing? Think of the wear and tear, which I thought Oh, was- yeah, I wrote that down, too. Good foresight. <laughs> I like that line. Um, but yes, so
0: they're all their worst selves. They look pretty okay. Uh, Prue has a bad wig. Phoebe has really bad
2: extensions. And... Piper looks great. (laughs) Again. Nothing bad to say about her. She's doing great, honey. Okay. she's doing great. So the next thing that happens, uh, even though we've skipped around a bunch, is that we find um, that Prue has now owned all of Buckland. She is large and in charge, blah, blah, blah. But she she has not kept in touch with her sisters. So when they go to Buckland, nobody there, not even her assistant, um, Prue's assistant, knows who... Piper is. Not at all. And
0: I'm fairly certain that Prue and her assistant have a relationship. Ooh. That's my fanfic. <laughs> um,
2: um, I can see the evidence.
0: But they go there because they can't find the Book of Shadows in the manor, and it's locked in the safe in Buckland. And they discover that because Prue's powers are enormous. And she knocks down the oh, entire yeah. attic to find to find the key. To oh, the safe. yeah. They're so powerful now. Uh, yeah they're so powerful Phoebe has an active power Mm -hmm. she can levitate and electrocute people
2: apparently Mm -hmm. incredible so cut Um, to Phoebe by the way who is who woke up in her future body in the cell that she was imprisoned in mm mhm she woke up in a cell nobody's coming to see her
0: and then Mr. gubernatorial candidate man does and he's like ha 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 <laughs> and she's like what have i done and he's like don't play the fool or dumb whatever and she's like no really i don't know uh, It can't have been that bad right and he's like you killed the man you didn't think it was bad you and all your kind should burn and that was that's pretty much it and it's very close to the time that she's
2: going to be killed oh yeah her execution is that day so five
0: hours prove like
2: that. yeah yeah, something like that. So Prue and uh, Piper are like trying to find more clues and then they run into Leo. So this is also when they find out that Piper's power has grown to th- so that she can freeze like an entire city block, basically. Um, it's amazing. I know, it's so cool. And Leo spots them and is like, what are you doing? I thought no magic for Melinda's sake, our daughter. And this is when you learn that Piper apparently was married and then divorced from Leo. And you're like, What?
0: What? what they're Uh, made for each other except something happened marital bliss was not achieved
2: well they were kind of happy they said they were kind of happy well they were
0: oh yeah they have that little lovely little scene in which piper asks leo after she's explained that they're from the past so um, yeah were we happy and he's like yeah we were it's like (laughs) yeah anyway but, yeah, so they run into him and they try to update him on everything that's going on as he's taking them to the underground witches, everyone who's had to go into hiding. Oh, yeah. Um, since Phoebe has exposed herself and killed a dude, mm-hmm. and there's a literal witch hunt going on for everyone now, and citizens are turning witches in. And non witches. And non witches who they suspect very salem witch trials
2: yep basically just an excuse to take out the insecurities and fears that you have on people who don't even deserve it yep 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 sounds like a nazi to me (laughs) certainly does it also reminds me of um america too in terms of like the red scare mccarthyism oh yeah okay oh yeah oh lest lest we
0: think um scapegoating is reserved to nazis we've we've done
2: our fair share and continuing
0: to it is a
2: long and storied past in our in our nation uh okay so yeah so he's mm -hmm. like
0: ah here are all the people who are at risk because of phoebe and they're like you have to take us to her we know you can orb and he's like no i'll go so i can orb in and out and you won't be there and expose yourself and they're like okay we trust you and he does
2: And he goes to Phoebe and he tells her that he can't take her out of there. Yeah, so he's very adamant that she has to pay for her crimes. And I was super confused because I thought that maybe Leo might be turning into, like, a bad guy, like he's a double agent or something. And I'm also just, like, unsure even about whether, I don't know. I just didn't know who to think at this point was uh, correct in terms of their interpretation of the events that apparently had played out. Mm-hmm. Which we do eventually see that Phoebe
0: did, and she gets to see, she gets a, like, past premonition, that, um, a, a past monition, she, a memory <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that she did indeed kill this guy.
2: Yeah, so apparently Um, there was a baseball player who, um, like we mentioned earlier, had murdered someone very near and dear to Phoebe, and he was uh, acquitted because of a technicality. So Phoebe wrought vengeance upon him by killing him with her mind powers. And then she was caught, and hence the situation that they're all in now.
0: Um, And so she—that that is too much for her to take. So, she decides, essentially, that, like, she has to really sit with this and decide whether or not she can, in good conscience,
2: even try to get out of this. Mm-hmm. So, the sisters learn that Leo hadn't gone and explained to her and had broken her out, and um, they're furious, They want to still save their sister, so they come up with a new plan that involves using a bunch of spells that they found in the Book of Shadows that they had apparently created recently, but there's something weird about all these spells, because all these spells look like they are meant for personal gain.
0: Yes, and they're all spells and plans and things that it looked like the sisters were already planning to break Phoebe out Mm -hmm. as well, and had, like, left clues, it almost seemed like, in a very poorly drawn prison map. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: um okay so crayon the new plan is in motion basically whatever whatever to leo they'll just do it their way so they go to the prison they freeze him that oh yeah they, they freeze him and then um uh prue's like are you sure he's gonna hold and piper's like if he knows what's good for him he'll stay frozen i love that line <laughs> so many good sardonic lines so You're many so right. yeah i was like i was so into piper's whole vibe okay so, prison time. They break in. They're always breaking into things that people are trying to break out of, I realized. <laughs> they are. You never want to go in there, and yet they do. Yeah. Okay. So, they go in. Um, they get to Phoebe just as she's being escorted to the um, execution pyre. I don't know what we're calling it. Yeah, I think that's right oh nice where you where you do the burnings you do the burn oh sorry (laughs) i was feeling the burn oh no oh man i made it sad again it's okay you you des. we all
0: deserved it um anyway so like we deserved a moment of of sadness for for
2: bernie Mm mm-hmm for bernard bernard himself bernard (sighs) sonard Bernadette Sanders.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. My fave. Well, my second favorite Bernadette. Um, anyway, so they're there and they're about to break her out and they freeze everyone just as the heat is about to be turned up. Or the, the flames. Flames on the side of her face. And then Phoebe's like, no, you got to put it back on because... What I did was wrong, and also, I don't
2: want anyone else to
0: have to suffer the consequences of what I did.
2: Yeah, so, basically, she comes to a conclusion that you and I were a bit frustrated with, which is, I deserve to pay for my crime, because if I do, that means that I will prove witches are good, and that will stop uh, Mr. gubernatorial gubernatorial candidate guy from his... Um, his crimes his... of against humanity <laughs> his crimes against witchcraft of
0: of trying to exterminate all witches
1: mm-hmm.
0: which of course as we have discussed would not happen
2: mm-hmm. in a situation like this I had um, to look up the word gubernatorial because I think I slurred it so bad that I like I skipped like 10 letters in the middle of it <laughs> G- Gubadorial. Gub- Gub- G- G- Gubbadorial. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yes. So she does that, which is, frankly, the thing I took away from this scene was like, how freaking traumatizing for Piper, especially. Oh, why? What? Because Piper was the one who had frozen everything. <gasps> oh. And so. She had to unfreeze. She, she was the one who, like, her you know like flip the switch Mm -hmm. so she's the person who let her sister be killed
2: yeah yeah you're so right i mean it's kind of like the the situation where like the thought experiment where you have like two trains or sorry one train and two paths and if it if you turn the switch then it will go down like the path that kills less people but it'll still kill people so the whole like Mm -hmm. moral dilemma there is you either do something potentially bad because you chose not to act or you do something still bad but less bad because you act and you have to like try to live with either the inaction or the action. Exactly. So awful
0: either way. But in Piper's case, it's, well, I'm just going to let my sister die.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Less um, of a one-to-one analogy there than I was thinking. But I yes, still sad. But no, no, the
0: analogy definitely still works. It's just The thing that struck me was like "Ah, that's gonna take a lot of therapy yeah like that's and obviously she can never talk about it to anyone either Mm -hmm. except for prue which oh just awful 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 Mm -hmm, awful mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. hate to see holly marie cry
2: oh yeah yeah so basically they watch their sister burn before their eyes and they're like in tears holding each other and it's quite a moving scene it it really is and actually i think
0: Alyssa milano did a real good job in the scene
2: yeah yeah i was like wait a minute this is she grew up <laughs> yeah there's snot in her nose you can see all the tears yeah oh i'm not happy with
0: Alyssa milano in 2020 which is very sad
2: well be. she didn't know what her future self was going to be she did not again again you never
0: know what your future self is going to be thinking what what position you will take? Wow, yeah. how interesting! The, that I think that mm. might be the most interesting part of this episode for for me. Now that you've pointed out, thank you for that, Bryce. Oh, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh,
2: yes, for yes, you. Yes, that anything. was intended. <laughs> As always. Um,
0: okay, so yes, they decide she's gonna burn, and so they unfreeze, and then she does burn for a second and lets out a terrifying scream and mm-hmm. then they're all back in the manor. Yeah. In the clothes as they started, in the
2: same clothes they started the episode in. So they're swooped back into the past and then there's this whole like weird convoluted um, reasoning where the reason why they were sent to the future was to teach them a lesson so they could be sent back to the past to stop the future from happening. Which isn't too complicated I guess, but the way that they were explaining it I was like trying to follow their line of reasoning. Yeah. The phrasing questionable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Could could have been worked on. Could have been a little tighter. You know. I think um, the
2: confusing part was that they were t- they, they they tried to explain it as if they had been sent to the past again, like they were their future oh. selves and couldn't return to the past. Right. So then they I had see. been sent back to the past. Right. Yeah, very odd. True, very odd. And they, well, they were
0: because Leo was the one turning the pages, so it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, strange.
2: But the whole crux of it is basically they were sent to the future to see what could happen if they had let what they did today, which was force the man to step in his own dog's poop, happen. (laughs) And because they decide
0: not to, and he just walks away, they get a good look at him, at him and it's the gubernatorial candidate oh my god oh my (laughs) god which you know good plot twist that was good Mm -hmm. and all and it really tied the whole thing together but it also made me
2: mad (laughs) yeah like this one this one guy whose literal personal vendetta blew up into this whole thing and now we're validating it by saying yes all witches or witches i did do something bad and i have to like prove that witches are good like what terrible I hated it. I really didn't...
0: Yes. Okay. I'm no longer conflicted. I hated that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What a plot arc you took. You didn't know what your future self was going to think. Exactly. Well, didn't I say
0: that? Five minutes, I wouldn't know. And then there we go. And there we go. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is such a journey. Um, But basically, they decide they absolutely cannot use things for personal gain, which is breaking a Wiccan cardinal rule and... They cannot use things for vengeance, which I guess falls under personal gain. Um, so, that's that's about it. And then Leo comes in again. Because mm-hmm. um, they, they ended up a little bit before the mistake was made. Yes. So, Leo comes back in and Piper just drags him into a lovely, beautiful kiss. And woohoo! And then she's like, and we gotta talk.
2: Yeah, because now that they have a second chance to write all of the future wrongs that they see happening, they decide to do the things that they always want to do, which was finally talk to Leo, finally make time for your personal life. All of
0: that. Yeah, so some good things. I, I'm always a fan of advocating very clear and thorough communication of your needs instead of repressing it. So like, okay, glad for that morality bite. <laughs> um... <laughs> But just not not for the central one, mm-hmm. and also the other one of like, Prue being a working woman and did not have a husband it feels like a little bit sexist, honestly. Um, oh yeah. When you think about it, really, because like, I I don't know, like, high powered men. Never like always all the time have families mm-hmm. in these in these situations and in these shows and in real life. And mm-hmm. then because Prue was super famous sh- or not famous, she was mega rich and like successful. She was not allowed to have time to even have a family mm-hmm. or like a husband or anything, any interest. Yeah. So like, it's great. It's always great to think about what do I really value and what am I prioritizing automatically? And what should I think about? But that kind of uh that morality bite did did smack of some kind of old-fashioned sexism you know what i can see that yeah i want it all is what i'm saying Mm -hmm. get me the tony and also tony Uh yeah Um, and that's the episode (laughs) and that's the episode (laughs) As if, if it were narrated by Patty LuPone I guess <laughs> um, yes that's the app. wow we really sped through that yeah that last part so after now it's we just... got 40 minutes in <laughs> so now it's a
2: normal length episode but we finally condensed the actual review part to like 30 minutes
0: dang oh we should try that more often yeah let's wrap her up so there was no there are no Jeremy's to be had
2: yeah, no deaths. Oh my god, you're right. This wasn't Monster of the Week.
0: Oh my god, how is this episode different from all other episodes? It's all coming together.
2: <laughs> um, Perfect for Passover. I mean, if anything, the death that we saw was uh, Phoebe's it was Phoebe, death, which was
0: excruciating.
2: Yeah, that was. I mean, there was definitely a lot more emotional um, investment in her death.
0: Absolutely. So, I guess, really great character development, kind of. Uh, just in terms of over the seasons of, like, really caring about Phoebe. Mm-hmm. um. Or maybe just fantastic acting development as well. <laughs> so, I will give her a primetime Emmy.
2: Oh, whoa. Instead of a Jeremy. Wow. Okay. Uh, I will give her... A, a a grammy for her for her caterwauling scream in her death throes now she only needs a tony and an oscar
0: <laughs> and will and will have reached the pinnacle um so yes that's 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 where we are on jeremy's well well actually because last episode we had to double it now we had to go all the way back Remember last last time it was uh, 10 out of 10 Jeremy's because we had the oh, original Jeremy back? Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. I see, I see, I yeah. see.
0: We're making up for it. Um, do you, Bryce Wong, have any final thoughts on oh, this episode?
2: I, Bryce Wong, to the best of my ability, um, final thoughts, final thoughts, final thoughts. I am most appreciative that even though we have all these weird themes of oh, we must change for lest we become the worst versions of ourselves. That the sisters had not decided that their past selves were so bad that they couldn't keep an eye on the Mr. Gubernatorial Candidate guy post him leaving their front step. Because, yes. because he walked away and they're like, oh my God, it's him. And... Thank goodness we didn't make him step in the poop this time, but we should still keep an eye on him.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. At least
2: there is that. It's
0: not complete and total, like, blame Mm -hmm. on themselves. My thoughts are it is incredibly important not to blame yourself for somebody's visceral hatred of your innate identity. That is my thought. I'm sticking with it. So good. And that's all we got. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, we're so glad to be doing the second season. Mm-hmm. Good and proper now. Mm-hmm. Someone made us a GIF. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We got a GIF. Yeah, we got a GIF. Yeah, 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 oh, that was yeah. so exciting.
2: Simon uh, uh, emailed Simon. us and said, Hey, I made you a GIF, uh, Phoebe typing, and we freaked the heck out.
0: Oh, what should...
2: Should we request another GIF? Oh, shoot. Uh. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Um. I
0: feel like we should request... Oh, the three of them in the window. I love that. Oh, with the love. Out? Yeah, I would love the gif of the three sisters in the window behind the curtains or, like, looking out through the curtains very, like, suspiciously. I freaking love that moment. I think it's such a classic shot.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, let's get that. Yeah, 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 that's a good one, actually. So if anyone,
0: Simon, or anyone else <laughs> wants to make us a gif, we so appreciate it. It made us feel so special and excited that we got an email and a present and it was it was just really wonderful yeah. and i think it really motivated me to do this episode
2: it almost felt like fan art
0: yeah except it's never gonna be of us bryce no 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 i don't want it to be of us definitely not good <laughs> i do <laughs> i would i would love one can someone just like you know put a little heart around Bryce's face. That's all I want.
2: Okay. We get fan art, but it's just a drawing of someone's like iTunes uh, icon on their oh on their God. phone app.
0: Perfect. Good. Excellent. Okay. So, make her into a, a what is it? A Twitter icon. Um Uh, that's it. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Okay. Uh please stick around. Bryce's got some good beats for you. Mm-hmm. Some do sick remix. beats. Sick beats. They'll get better. Um, and hello, I'm Shayna. You can find me
2: uh, at Bernadette Teeters. Oh, I'm Bryce. You can find me at your best Bryce <laughs> and also at Finished foodstagram And together we are Charmed to Spellcast,
0: and you can email us charmedspellcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at charmedspellcast. Oh, we love everything that we receive from you and we will continue to be the gift that nobody wants to give, but we will continue to give. Yes. Okay. Cool.
2: Uh, drink some water. Okay, bye.
0: Bye. Past premonition. Past munition Past premonition. Past munition Past premonition Past monition. Past munition Past 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 of Past nose 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 Past
2: If he knows what's good for him, he'll stay frozen. If he knows what's good for him, He'll stay frozen. If he knows what's good for him, he'll stay frozen. If he knows what's good for him, about Bebori. He knows what's good for him about Bebori. He knows what's good for him about Bebori. He knows what's good for him He knows what's good for him
0: about
1: Bebori.
2: He knows what's good for him He knows what's good for him about Bebori. He knows what's good for him He knows what's good for him. If he knows what's good for him.
0: You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Major changes. Cha ba- ba. I can't talk. It's a so major hop Oh no. Hop ba. ba. Hop. Um Yeah, exactly. That's the real that's the real Hathaway.